welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa Lowry, is somewhere in the deep south with her husband and children. And we will be seeing <laughs> we will be seeing her soon in Georgia. But to make up for the fact that we're down a host, I got my current roommate and girlfriend, Rachel Phillips. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be a shit show. There's a dog barking because there's construction or something going on next door. Uh, we have one mic to share, but it will be fine eventually. Before we get started, first, let's catch up with you, Rachel. Tell us, how are things? Are you excited for Georgia? And, you know... Oh, and also tonight, we're going to go see Honey Huntsberger here in Denver. We are going to go see David Huntsberger tonight in Denver. He's opening for Chad Daniels, and that should be fun. And then we're leaving for Atlanta bright and early on Saturday morning, where we get in at 5 a.m., and we're going to go straight to Chick-fil-A. Yes. Also, we are coming off just hot off the heels or hot off the presses of Jay Inslee's podcast, JKJ Party Animals, that we were both guests on, which that's a great segue to the shout outs. Shout out to Jay Inslee for having us on his podcast. Shout out to Ray Morgan for doing this quiz that I am absolutely dominating and shout out to Megan who is on the mend and to her mother Julie who I have not met although Megan met my mom when she was here Rachel do you have any shout outs I would also like to shout out to Jay thank you for having us on the podcast it was a lot of fun and shout out to Leanne for being so nice on Twitter and Facebook about what we said on the podcast and interacting always <laughs> Speaking of the quiz, here is the final installment from Ray Morgan. Part four, Modern Allison. Question one. Name two Monday guests who are now deceased. Question two. What Thursday gang person went to the same high school as Allison? Question three. What was Allison's sign-off phrase after her news segment on the Adam Carolla podcast? Question four. What name did Allison want to give Elliot but ultimately got voted down? Question five. When was Elliot born? The month, the day, and the year. And the final question, worth seven points. Name seven people who have appeared on the Thursday show in 2018, excluding Allison, Daniel, and Jeff. I also asked Superfan Megan to send in an update, so I'll put that here. Hello, my little bladders. This is Superfan Megan. I said my little bladders because I am walking home from work and I really have to pee. Like, really bad. I should have went before I left. Anywho... Uh, Rafi said that I should give you guys an update, so that is what I am doing. Um, jaw is fractured. Some teeth are broken. But, God damn it, I'm up and about. I'm going to work this week. Um, feeling okay. Thankfully I have some Vicodin to get me through. Because, let me tell you, it stings to have broken teeth. Like, it really, really stings. Um, I'm not sure how graphic to get, so maybe if you have problems hearing about broken teeth, like, fast forward 15 seconds or so. But my front, like, three or four teeth are broken in half, just, like, horizontally broken in half. Uh, and therefore my nerves are exposed, you know? Like, the... The little nervy, put the nerves in your teeth, exposed. And that fucking hurts. 
Um, so overall, right now, that's the most painful part. Uh, so as far as what goes on from here, well, I have a wire over my top teeth that is somehow slowly dragging my jaw back into place and it will just kind of heal on its own without surgery. Uh, I guess I could have had surgery, but I opted out of it because he said an alternative is just to sort of let my jaw do its thing and let this wire do its thing. So I decided to do that instead. So now all I need to do is find a dentist to fix my mouth. Uh, that's a little difficult because I don't have dental insurance, so it would be all out of pocket if it was processed as a dental procedure. Therefore, my oral surgeon, the guy that I saw about my broken jaw, what he's trying to do is get it through my... see if he can process it as a medical procedure, but that's something that he needs to plea... You know, he needs to plea that case to my medical insurance. And if you know anything about insurance companies, they don't tend to be very sweet, kind, and generous with uh, delving out their money. They like taking the money. They don't really like paying the money. So that's where we're at. I just going to have some broken teeth until I can get that part of things figured out. I know it's not interesting. Maybe it is. But that's just sort of where I'm at. Um, I have... Oh, I just want to say thanks to Bobes for watching Chloe. Um, my mom and my friend Jake met Lisa when we went to pick Chloe up. And they thought that Lisa and her husband were a hoot. And my mom was very, very happy to know that I know people like Lisa out here. Because she don't know my life. She's just in Wisconsin living her life. She doesn't know what her daughter's doing out here, being gay and shit. Uh, and so when she met my friends out here, when, especially when she met Lisa, she just could not stop talking about how grateful she was that I have such wonderful people in my life. So big props to Lisa. She got me a present. She got me a bottle of wine and sleeping pills, which I very much appreciate. And... Uh, a big old stuffed avocado, which Lisa, I sleep on every night. It's very, very good shape to hug um, and set my face on because it's nice and soft. So thanks for that. Also, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me personally. Um, you know who you are. Sorry for not listing all of you, but that was very much appreciated. Chef Jeff reached out to me on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, asked how I was doing and stuff, which was really nice. And Allison gave me some, uh, donated some money to my groceries fund because for a while there I was just kind of stuck in the house and uh, needed soups and liquid things because I'm on a liquid diet. Uh, so, yeah, all of the Allison people and all of the Allison Nation has been there for me. So thank you very much. Last thing, I just want to put a PSA out there that the Megan that has been getting red on JMOs quite frequently, that's not me. There is another super fan Megan out there. Well, how dare I give her that kind of status. There's another Megan out there who is uh, probably... Everyone who hears it from the Allison People group thinks those JMOs are mine. And I don't like that because I sometimes don't relate to those JMOs and feel offended even that another Megan is writing in, um, sharing her thoughts when clearly I'm the only Megan that belongs. Um, I did this part out, Rafi. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, M Megan of the recent episode, I think Thursday episode, that wasn't me, and most of the JMOs read by a Megan aren't me. Uh, so yeah. This is six minutes long. It doesn't need to be this long. Rafi, edit this out. Thanks, bud. Um, I still have to really pee. 
Okay. Love you. Bye. Oh, I totally forgot to mention that today we will be talking about the Monday episode, Allison Hour, which included the return of fan phone call. And also the Thursday episode, Russian Stink Eye, Daniel's Starbucks Wife, Jordan's Nose Play. So on Monday, we had yet another solo episode, which is now being called Allison Hour. Her guest, Sarah Colonna, could not be there because she had a stomach bug of some sort that's going around. Allison started the show on a very down note, uh, talking about the current policy of separating immigrants and their children. And um, I know that my parents coming here illegally. Uh, maybe this would have been a good thing for me. But overall, not a policy I am in favor of. Do you have any thoughts? So Allison wanted to start the show talking about the the migrant children and the new zero tolerance policy that was enacted 45 days ago by our government. So if you're caught coming over the border and you have a, a minor with you, they're separating you and arresting the parents and the kids are going into, well, big child care centers that they're calling them where they're kind of locked up all day. These are called prisons. Prisons? They're being put into prisons. And, you know, it's interesting how, like, what is the plan to get the children back with the parents is there a plan? What do they plan on doing with these kids? Um, Allison wanted to talk about this because, you know, what are we doing in America if we're letting this happen and we need to talk about it? So it is kind of a down note, but it's good to spread the news and get it out there and, you know, vote for people that don't support these kinds of policies. This is not a controversial subject to me. I feel like it's pretty black and white. Either you're a good person who thinks they should not be separating these people or you're a horrible person. I mean, even if they're technically not supposed to be here, what kind of monster goes around? And like, especially now that there's a story that like they literally took a breastfeeding child from a woman. Like these people, forget about the people giving the orders. It's like that thing you hear all the time. Oh, the Nazis were just following orders. Who are these fucking animals who are willingly carrying out these orders? Like, there's pictures online of the Walmart with the, there's like thousands of boys. Have you seen these, that article? I have not. Right when you walk into that Walmart, they've made it into what they call a daycare center. But there's a huge mural, like a mural of Trump on the wall. And it's very dictatory And it's very scary. And who's painting this mural? Like, who are these people? It is uh, very disturbing. But moving on from that. One of the questions asked was about how they named Wendy. And if she was possibly named after w Wendy Molyneux, who is on the show and a writer for Bob's Burgers. Obviously, I think that would be strange to name a dog after someone that you know in real life. But if someone wants to name their dog after me, I would take it as a compliment. I thought it was cute that she still had the list of all the names that she was thinking about for her and her and Daniel were discussing for Wendy. I like Daniel's suggestions more than Allison's because he comes up with more creative and fun names, whereas Allison's picking what I would consider to be boring old people names. Um, I'm for, like, Doodleberg. I think they already call her Doodleberg. I'm for, like, Gravel Spoon, Napchick, and Bertle Beans, for sure. I have that vote when it comes to dog names. Have you ever named a pet? I have never named a pet, but I do think it's better to name them something... Like a dog-ish name rather than like a people name. But some of the choices were, well, for one, it was, one was Dreidel, which <laughs> is like Dreidel kind of with Rachel. But also Rachel was on the list. So what are your thoughts on that? Rachel is a terrible name for a dog. But if they want to name their dog after me, I'm fine with that. 
Um, they they mentioned Wendy's original name, which I forgot what it was, but it's like a just a white lady name, which I thought was worse than Wendy. I kind of love Wendy for the dog Wendy. I think it works. But you named your dog Stubbs. Can you explain why? Uh, I got Stubbs from the Boulder Humane Society. And when I first saw her, she was this tiny little black lab with really short legs. And um, they described her breed as a basset hound Labrador mix. And as soon as I saw her, I just said to myself, that dog is named Stubbs. And I later found out she was a girl. And Stubbs, I don't feel, is the best name for a girl dog, but she is a Stubbs, so it works fine. Someone asked Allison how she knew Daniel was the one. And this is something that I would say I'm not equipped to answer or talk about, I should say, because I don't feel like there is just one person for you out there. I feel like many people could work for you, but you were in a very long-term relationship. You've mentioned to me that you thought this was the person you'd be with for the rest of your life, but so what are your thoughts on someone being the one for you? So I had my first long-term relationship pretty young, my high school sweetheart from when I was 16 to 22. So all throughout the end of high school and throughout the whole entire time I was in college, I was with this person. And I think when you're young and in love, um, it's hard to picture your life being any different and you're not really mature enough or you haven't lived enough or you don't have enough life experience to really know who the one is when when you're that age. So I think it's good to hold off. I don't necessarily agree with people that get married so young because you're such a different person you that you turn into as when you get older than you were when you were younger. So I thought at the time I was going to spend the rest of my life with that person, but he was not the one. I'm going to make it awkward. Am I the one? <laughs> Are you the one? I don't know. Um, when Allison was talking about Daniel, knowing when Daniel was the one, she also said there's probably you know a lot of different types of people that you can be with. But out of all the men that she's dated in her life, she felt comfortable with Daniel. It was never hard. They never really fought. There was no sense of danger, and she felt safe. Um, and then and early on in the relationship, he pulled away a little bit, and he told her that he wasn't going to be able to see her. He was busy, and it didn't necessarily freak her out. And she, her normal intention would have been to smother the people in her past, but instead she just kind of gave him space. And it turned out a couple days later he asked her to hang out again soon. And it brings up the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, that men are like rubber bands. And when they kind of pull away, you have to let them. They don't want to be chased when they're pulling away. And I always think about that book and that author and his analogies to things and relationships like that. So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I've never read this book. (laughs) <laughs> but uh the I know Allison's reading the five love languages and it's funny that they're married and they've been together for so long now and she's still trying to like I guess get a I think it's good that she it's like it's like continued education on like healthy relationships um Maybe I should uh, pick up a couple of these books at the uh, local thrift shop. Uh, someone asked about guests that were bad. And Allison kind of mentioned a few guests, but didn't really name any names. But I do remember when she had Anthony Jazelneck on, and this was very early on in her show, that he was... I remember him not wanting to talk about his relationships. Like, people know he dated Amy Schumer for a while. And I think I've heard him on other podcasts talk about how he hates going on podcasts and they ask about, like, his dating life or personal life. And he's just like, I think he just wants to go on a podcast and be funny. And it's unfortunate because I think that he's one of my favorite comedians. And I I think that him and Allison... Obviously, I want like people I like to be doing things together. So it's a shame that 
I don't think he'll be back on her show anytime soon or maybe ever. But I feel like, were there any memorable episodes to you that you were like, this guest really sucked? Um, I am not a fan of the Wheeler Walker Jr. uh, episodes because I don't like the character thing. Um, I didn't know who he was, if that was his real personality or if he was just being a a character. I think he's just being a character. I think at one time he did, he was normal, but those are probably my least favorite episodes. I like Wheeler Walker. That is a character. I think his real name's like Ben something or something. I don't know. But he, it's funny because now he just is that character. I feel like it's, there is no more other guy. Like he's just Wheeler all the time. And another one I do remember speaking of musical guests, was the guy who did the songs for the Adam Carolla show. And he played songs. Like, I remember he had a song called Regina about Canada. Um, I'm just blanking on his name, but I'm sure everyone remembers. And that was a horrible episode because he was just wanting to do... I think that's the guy she said he just wanted to do shtick. Um... So uh, that's another one I remember was bad. But but the Jezelnik episode, I think, was good. It's just he's, like, not the type of guy to get into his personal life, I guess. Whitney sent in the question about how she deals with stress. And I <laughs> do not have anything, like, no exercise or meditation or any of that that I do. But how do you deal with your stress? Beer? Okay, I guess I do have one way of dealing with stress, and that would be alcohol. Um, But do you have any healthy ways of dealing with stress or just binge drinking? So for the month of May, you and I decided not to drink the whole month until May again. Well, we probably went three, three solid weeks. Um, And I started doing Beachbody On Demand during May. And I do feel like exercising is beneficial for stress because even though it's hard to do it, once you've done it, you feel better. And it, you know, I think it is good for humans. It's like you have to walk a dog or else they go crazy. I know because I don't walk my dog and she is crazy. But humans are probably the same way. You need to, you know, get the heart pumping and get out tension through exercise to feel better. So I've been trying to exercise more. I think it does help. But um, I'm really not the best at stress coping. I don't think I'm I'm an expert here. I would have to agree. <laughs> you're you're not good under stress. Um, I just punch pillows and pretend they're you. <laughs> J.K. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally saw the return of fan phone call, and the person that she called was Nikki Coons or Coons. Um, I have been meaning to look her up on Twitter because she mentioned that she was going to tweet Allison later because I was like, we need this lady on BFF. They discussed Nikki having a broken foot. And the reason that this uh, was interesting to me was because I used to work in a hospital for eight years. And she mentioned that she had a fractured foot and that she has a little knee scooter. And I remember when I first saw someone at the hospital riding one of these. And I just thought, oh, this is one of those, like, scams. Because crutches cost, like, $12.50. And they were like, how can we sell someone with a broken foot some useless piece of shit for 400 bucks that they don't need? And, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It looks kind of fun. But also, you look like a jackass riding it. But what were your uh, thoughts on the return of fan phone call? Or knee scooters? Well, when Allison was dialing the fan and we were waiting for someone to pick up, I was thinking how uncomfortable I would be calling someone that I don't even know to chat with them. I'm just not one of those people. And then Nikki answered, and we got to talk to her for a bit. And she seemed pretty um, relaxed, and I liked their chat. Uh... I thought it was funny that she ignored her foot pain for so long before she decided to go to the doctor because, you know, I know somebody 
I live with somebody who does that same thing with his knees. Um, I think we can all take a lesson from Nikki to stop ignoring your pain and go to the doctor. I will not go to the doctor for my knee pain until there's like some kind of like genetic modification that they can like stick a needle in my knee and like just shoot something in there that like I don't care if it's like radioactive or I'll be like a guinea pig but I want my knee to be like better than new I want it to be like 200% as strong as a regular knee like I need like titanium injections or something I don't know what but I'm pretty sure I'll have a knee surgery within the next 10 years if I make it that long. But yeah, my knee is fucked. But I'm still not... It's not like to the point where I need to go to a doctor. That's crazy. Moving on to the Thursday show. We had a special guest, Eric Martin, who is a jack of all trades, really. He hires people for Universal Studios. He directs audiobooks and does voiceover he worked on Jordan Morris's new podcast, Bubble. And I think overall, he was a great addition, if not in the comedy department, definitely in the good radio voice department. And, oh, also, we were her little beef on wax sandwiches, which I have never heard of. Have you heard of such a carb? I have never heard of Beef on Wex. Um, this was from a fan named Col- Colleen from Buff or shout out to all the Buffalo people. I have no idea what the sandwich is. I think we should look it up right now because I meant to do that earlier. But Colleen Marie, I know I, I see that name all the time. And I'm glad. This is the kind of carb that I like because it's something I've never heard of. And it led to some discussion of a restaurant called Top Round. And it's like an upscale Arby's. And I mentioned, I think on the last episode or a couple episodes ago about my last meal, that I would probably get some Arby's regular sandwiches. So I looked up this place and it's not just a one-off in L.A. They have the strangest locations. They have one in Los Angeles, as we know. They have one in Kentucky and one in Texas. The Texas and Kentucky make sense, but the L.A., it's just kind of a, it's a strange thing. But next time, oh, yeah, they have one in San Francisco as well. So next time we're in California, we are definitely going there. How do you feel about Jamocha shakes and Arby's in general? I've never heard of a Jamocha shake either. And then, I like Daniel was saying, what, where's the ja come from? What's? What's the Ja and Jamocha? When they were talking about that, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, because it's like Java and Mocha? But that doesn't make sense because, like they said, Mocha is coffee and chocolate. I I thought about it for a while. I was going to Google it, and I didn't. But that makes sense, Java and Mocha, Jamocha. Either way, I think I know what we're having for dinner. It feels like an Arby's night. Does Arby's have Jamocha shakes? Is this a thing? That's where they're from. That's what Jordan was saying, that they have the Jamocha shake just like they do at Arby's. They have whatever. I I don't fuck with beef and cheddars. I think you like that, but that's not for me. I like a beef and cheddar, and I like the horsey sauce. I like a lot of, I like French dips. I like the plain beef. I'm into this top round idea. Also, I don't like horsey sauce, and it's funny that Allison called it that because it's called horseradish, but um, I looked it up on Wikipedia. A beef on weck, that's W-E-C-K, is a sandwich found primarily in western New York State, particularly in the city of Buffalo. It is made with roast beef on a Kimmelweck roll. The meat on the sandwich is traditionally served rare, thin cut, with the top bun getting a dip of au jus and spread with horseradish i'm down to try it i don't think i'll love it because of the horseradish but top round we're coming for you and good to know that buffalo is not a one-trick pony just with the buffalo wings who knew they were so diverse in their uh i was gonna say another word but in their culinary endeavors daniel mentions that there is a russian lady at work 
that hates his guts and he is convinced if he's murdered by the Russian mob that it's this lady's doing. Um, do you think that it's in his, it's just all in his imagination or because that's just how Russian people are? Or do you think this lady has it out for him and Daniel better watch his back and have someone else start his car? I don't know if, he seemed to say that she thinks Putin is one of the greatest leaders of all time. So that's a little worrisome. I think he should be concerned. Did you know that Los Angeles is a leading uh, headquarters of the Russian mob now? I was unaware, but I'll be sure to watch my back the next time I'm in L.A. I... If the mic didn't get that, she said she's part Russian. Um, I don't have any experience with the Russian mob, but um, I remember I used to work with someone, and he said that he went to high school with these Russian kids, and that one of them rode around in like, like a BMW or something with a grenade in the glove box. Now, I've been to like some places where they have like, inert grenades like you know like kind of dummies so maybe it was one of those but if not these russian guys are crazy i've seen the youtube videos do you have any experience with crazy russians i don't have any personal experience with crazy russians but i i love the fact that apparently in russia people have cameras in their cars all the time and they they film some interesting things that happen on the russian roads and in russian subways it's Russian people are quite—I don't want to say crazy—but they're interesting. They're an interesting group. Yeah, I think there's a video I saw of like some road rage incident where just like some cars like trying to cut in, and the person like honks at them, and the guy who cut in gets out with an AK-47 and just like brandishes it, and then just gets back in his car. <laughs> so. Interesting place. Um, but Daniel, if you need any help, you know, you've got the Allison Rosen is your new best friend gang. <laughs> We've got your back. There's like 10 of us. <laughs> We're tough, though. Uh, one thing that was mentioned during this was Daniel saying, well, if you could kill people and like get away with it, wouldn't you do it? And my first thought was, fuck, yes. I've got a list. <laughs> But what are uh, a more normal person? As we know, I'm 23% psychopath or something. So what are your thoughts? I don't think I would kill people even if I could get away with it. It makes me think of the movie The Purge. If if killing was legal for one day, would you do it? And That movie, that movie freaks me out. It, I don't like the thought of people just being able to go around killing other people without consequence. I would, but I, I don't think I would partake. I would be sheltered up in the homes, just trying to get through the night. Okay, but what about bad people? Like, what if you had access to a really bad person that you knew was really bad, and it's like, you can get away with it, you still wouldn't do it? No, no. <laughs> Daniel also mentioned that going to the Starbucks Reserve, uh, there's a gal there who knew his order, and Allison said that it was like, like Norm walking into Cheers, which I've never even seen a Starbucks Reserve. They probably aren't here in Colorado yet, but uh, has there ever been a business that you were a regular at and they gave you special treatment? Um, I was thinking more of when I worked at Subway throughout my high school experience, and I myself, I think if I knew a cust- if I recognized a customer, and I knew that they were coming in more than twice, like I I would see their face, I would try to memorize their order. So when they came in, I would be like, "Oh, you want a turkey on white with American?" And then they would put a smile on their face, and they would get happy that I remembered the order. So I, I used to try to be that person that would remember people's orders. Um, but I don't have that experience myself. If people, if no one remembers me. No. I, when I was working at that hospital for eight years, I would always go to Chipotle on lunch. And those ladies still know me, even though I, I don't go there very often anymore. 
because we moved, obviously. So, but when I do go, they they still remember my face. They don't know my order anymore. And every now and then, I would get special treatment. Like one time, I remember somebody was complaining because they, I think. Like, if you bought something, you got, like, a buy one, get one free. Like, if you bought, like, a certain amount of gift cards or something, they would give you a buy one, get one free burrito card or something. And this person thought they could use it on the spot. And they were like, no, this is for a future visit. So this customer, like, started throwing a fit. And, like, there's, like, a line now of, like, three people whose food is already done. They just have to pay. But this person is, like, causing a scene. And the lady looked at me and she goes... You can have it. And I was like, cool. (laughs) Bye. They started talking about seeing live shows. And I think I'm getting to the age where I'm starting to feel like, yeah, I can't stand outside all day in the heat and like listen to loud, annoying music. Jordan mentioned that the loudest band he's ever seen was probably Slayer. And we just saw Slayer last year. But do you think that they are the loudest band you've ever seen? Mm, I've seen Slayer twice now. I saw them once when I was 16 and then again with you last summer. Uh, loud, Loudest is, you know, if you're right next to the the amp, the, the speakers, the, what's the word? The amps. Of course it's going to be loud. I think Slayer is loud. Slayer once had a quote that if they were ever going to play, if they were ever going to do a, when, wait, what is it? If Slayer's ever unplugged, it's when they're walking off stage. So I think they are a pretty loud band. Um, I don't know if they're the heaviest band I've ever seen. They're pretty, they're, I mean, they're Slayer. Yeah, like you said, loud is kind of partly subjective, but also it depends, yeah, like where you are in the arena or whatever. Um, I do remember I was like thinking this is like an appropriate volume for metal. And also one of their open it openers, Behemoth, I feel like maybe could have been a little louder. Who knows? But I do remember, believe it or not, one of the loudest, probably the loudest experience I've ever had at a concert was Taylor Swift, but not her music. It was the fans because, you know, they were, she, I don't know, said make some noise or something and like that's not loud enough and it was like literally almost deafening i was in the middle of just a bunch of high-pitched screaming girls and then me screaming as well (laughs) so i do remember that my i had to cover my ear because it was so fucking loud but yeah, looking forward to seeing Slayer again. Oh, this led to an, a very interesting discussion, I think, about the politics of Slayer. Because Jordan said that he thinks that they're like right-wing dudes. And I thought, oh, no. for sh-. like I was like, maybe Carrie I could see, but not Tom. So I did some research. And wouldn't you know, I had it backwards. Carrie said he would vote for Hillary because she's the common sense choice. And our old buddy Tom posted a picture, a photoshopped picture of Donald Trump throwing up the devil horns with the original Slayer lineup on Inauguration Day. And then he said something like, I didn't know so many snowflakes would be offended. And then he also went on to in the Instagram comments, he said something homophobic. Um, but it turns out that apparently most of Slayer is a bit more progressive, but unfortunately Tom isn't. But then they kind of, he kind of went back and said, they said Slayer has never, um, endorsed any candidate nor would they officially but they all have their separate politics obviously they're people and they can do whatever they want but then this this made me think about i mean on on rain and blood my favorite album of theirs like one of my favorite slayer songs ever is called angel of death about the uh nazi doctor 
And obviously they have a lot of Nazi imagery with like the eagle and their logo and stuff like that. So this just brought up an interesting thing for me about, you know, like what kind of things can we put aside for like art? And that's a constant thing that I struggle with because there are so many like terrible musicians, but they put out good music. I mean, everyone from John Lennon to my number one, Chris Brown. I mean, they're all very, I mean, they're people like they have their flaws, but can you put aside art for, can you put aside people's views for the art? Um, you bring up some interesting points. Uh, I think Slayer, in my how my perspective of Slayer is that they don't sing about like flowers and happy faces. They do sing about they sing about the dark side of humanity and you know opinions that aren't popular. That's kind of their shtick. So I don't I don't think by singing about Nazis or that song is actually supporting Nazis. I think it's just writing. Write like writing art to describe a dark side of humans, and then they they jam out to it. Does that mean we're we're supporting that? No, I don't think so. But it it's interesting to express yourself with healthy ways like art to get out emotions that sometimes aren't positive or mainstream. I could go on about this for a while, so I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> One, I don't know why, maybe it's because I've been to a Slayer show now and I've seen their crowd and I would think that a lot of them are kind of conservative. Um, but at the same time, like metal is like a subculture that is like made up of outsiders. And you would think that a band who is made up of people that are, like, not the mainstream, not quote-unquote normal, would be in support of people like them, don't you think? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't, I'm not following you. What was the crowd? Do you think the crowd was a certain type of person, or do you think it was a, a wide variety of people? It was a variety but there were definitely a lot of people who I looked at and I was like, for sure they voted for Trump or they would support Trump. And I feel like minorities were rare. Um, but but like, like what I'm saying is these are people who are like the outcasts, right? So don't you think that the band who technically they're also outcasts, like they're not singing pop popular music you know so don't you think that these bands would make music for the different people the not racial minorities but just societal minorities i don't know they got to be true to who they are man i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i just think it's it's a little disappointing Okay, but anyway, do you can you put aside people's views and just enjoy the art? Uh, it depends. I'm not happy with Phil right now. I don't think we should put this in. It doesn't really matter if you like it or not. Where do you draw the line? Because I, my favorite band is the Beatles, and John Lennon, woman abuser, left his wife, like, just was a piece of shit. And also... George Harrison, like, cheated on his wife all the time, and God knows about fucking Paul, and you know that Ringo, he's a real piece of shit. JK. Where do you draw the line with people, and then, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I guess we could just say that, you know, everyone is flawed, everyone makes mistakes, but do not support Whatever you do, do not support Phil Anselmo in his solo endeavors. <laughs> Before we got into the JMOs, Allison mentioned that they just did an embryo transfer. And if you follow her on Instagram, you would have seen that. She says that they transferred three embryos. So it's possible that 
Elliot will have three siblings. That's true. If all three of those embryos take, she could have triplets, which is probably pretty unlikely. But I hope that at least one of them, you know, attaches and sets up shop and uh, becomes a little brother or sister for Elliot, which will be weird. And hopefully it's a girl. So they can have the perfect, the perfect dynamic, the boy and the girl. Yeah, and just because I know Allison, like she said last time, she really wanted a girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, ask Dr. Drew, that triplet shit is real. Do you have anything else before we move on to JMOs? Uh, I liked the question if you have, if you listen to an audiobook, can you say you've read the book? Do you think that's a thing? I'm glad you brought this up. Um, I actually did this last week because I mentioned that I've read Casino Royale. And then after I listened back, I was like, oh, I listened to the audiobook. I didn't even read it. So I guess I am saying that it counts. And also, I thought it was funny that Daniel um, mentioned how voiceover artists have different voices for every single character and can like recall them because I had some audible credits and I thought I better get a book with my last one that I will never ever read the physical book. So I of course decided on war and peace and listening to it. It is like so many like just Russian names that I will never remember. And this guy does a different voice for all of them. And I always think it's funny when the, when they do like voices for like old women or something, but um, what are your thoughts on, can you say that it counts as reading a book? And also what are your thoughts on what, well, what are you, what are your experiences with audiobooks? I've never actually listened to an audiobook. I, I have Allison's audiobook, but I'm, since I actually physically read her book, I'm waiting until a date in the future where it's not so close to the time that I read her book, and I want to like refresh on, on the essays again, and then I'll get the new experience of listening to her actually read it. Um, I'm excited for that day because I think she goes off on tangents and talks about things in more in-depth than you get from the book. But um, I can say that I've read her book because I actually did read her book, but I've never actually listened to an audiobook. And um, if you've listened to an audiobook, I think you have listened to a. Uh, you've listened. I think you should say listen to the book. I don't think you should say you read the book. I think because you didn't read it. Wow! Did you pick a JMO? Well, I have two that I kind of want to talk about. First, Demian doesn't like to lick popsicles. He bites them, and that's insane. You, that's, that hurts your teeth. That's no way to eat a popsicle. No. Is this a popsicle, like a popsicle popsicle, or are we talking like an ice cream thing, like a, a drumstick? I'm picturing a popsicle, like fruit-flavored ice. Because that you have to bite. What? Yeah, you take a bite, you take a chunk off of it. But if it was ice cream, that's crazy. I do not bite popsicles. I do not bite popsicles one bit. So you're, you bite them. Yeah. And also, use like more of the side tooth, like where the fang starts around there or back. Like, because if you do the front two teeth, that's when you get that, like, bone-chilling cold that, like, makes you want to rip your teeth out. I liked Jen's, how when something comes up on the TV and it has text that's not credits, you pause it to read it because you think it's going to change before you can finish reading it. And I do that, too. I've started doing that. And then it's funny because... I try to read really fast. Yeah, you, you read the whole thing, and then when you unpause it, because now you have all that information, you're like, wow, this is on the screen forever. But so now <laughs> I think what I try to do is like, I'll read three quarters of the way and then press play. So I'll have plenty of time. I guess that's all 
we have for this show. If you want to be a part of this show, you can email bffancast at gmail.com. You can follow Lisa on Twitter at JMOs and BFFs. You should support Allison by clicking through her Amazon banner or buying a legacy shirt. Daniel's still selling his pins, I'm sure. You can become a patron on Patreon. That's probably the number one way to support her now. And Greg Heller will be the special guest on an upcoming bonus episode. Um, you can follow me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. Rachel, where can we find you? Um, at it's simply Rachel on Twitter, and you can find me at Rachel PH on Instagram if you want to see pictures of Raphael sometimes drinking beer. <laughs> And also go check out that episode of JKJ Party Animals that we were just on. Uh, hi, Brittany. And we'll see all of you in Georgia. Do dance down night, girl, you deserve it. Oh, yeah, Magic City on a Monday. Esco treat that shit like church on Sunday. Niggas look at us like maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. That presidential looking sunny. You know the procedure. If you want this cash, gotta make that ass shake like a seizure. Either magic or pleasers. Find me spinning G's up, maxing out my visa, tricking on strip teasers. With my bitch and Louis luggage out. I'm talking Magic City or even body tests. You know that money ain't a thing. We throw a thousand stacks. Oh, yeah, we toss it out. You know I'm talking about. We cap a status in the house. You know New York is out. The MVP, most ballin' player. Make my own moves, call me the mayor. Monday night, you know things change with time. Magic City back looking like 89. All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz. Tuesday night, the velvet room, same shit. Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more. Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door. Thursday night was plush, but we moved the fuel. And I be up in the booth, drunk, acting the fool. Friday night, at Kaya, they still got love. And the shark bar be popping like it's a nightclub. Saturday still off the easy for she's it. You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday. Give me some sleep, please. I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease.